Welcome to the Beyond Your Beliefs Podcast. Are you ready to go beyond your beliefs? Welcome back to the Beyond Your Beliefs podcast, where we inspire you to go beyond the boundaries of your beliefs. I am your host, Jerrica. I'm your host, Toya. Welcome Welcome to to the space. Okay, tribe, welcome back to the podcast. We're so happy that you are here. Today, we are on episode 10. Oh, Oh. 10 already. (laughs) Right? Mm. 10 episodes of season one already so yeah today we are going to be discussing the topic of uh like relationship with god and the many paths to god and different ways that you can connect with god Mm -hmm. um and so a caveat before we get started um toya and i do use different words interchangeably to describe God so you may hear us say God sometimes we say spirit or divinity mm-hmm. higher power what else am I mm-hmm. missing Toya any other ones oh you said spirit you said spirit yeah um it sometimes we just may say God um or I'll say um sometimes I say most high God or inner being um Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So that's what we're going to be discussing today. We're talking about the, it being okay to have more than one way to experiencing God mm-hmm. and simply acknowledging that all of our paths are going to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, if any of you guys have ever Googled or researched, a topic like this, you will see different quotes um, that may say something along the lines of um, there being um, one destination, but many paths to that destination. Um, Mm -hmm. Or you may see images at the top, like showing like mountaintops and there'll be some sort of wording along with it that will speak to something like you know, once you get to the top of the mountain, you realize that there are many different paths that you could have taken to got to to get to um, that same space. Mm-hmm. So essentially, that's what Toya and I believe in um, is that there are many paths to enlightenment. Um, and as you know, we definitely resonate with um, Hindu, Buddhist and Taoist uh, philosophy and spirituality. And those three definitely, um, to me, have a, a, a nice take on what that path is. And they seem to be a little bit more inclusive uh, versus more um, orthodox religious systems. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when it comes to our beliefs our or our f- beliefs in religion or in our higher power or our faith um essentially you you find that all religions tend to think that their 
the it religion. <laughs> right. I, I don't I know like, I did. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and I mean, well, let me correct myself. Not all religions, most religions tend to believe that they are the end all be all and that their way is the right way. Um and I have personally just experienced that you know, if you're thinking that so is the person that lives across across the water that was born into a different culture that prayed to a different God, they probably think they're God, you know, mm-hmm. it is the mm-hmm. end all be all. So it's like, you know, for um, Christianity or your Abrahamic faiths, you tend to have like the Bible. Well, for Muslims, you have the Quran or for you know, the Hindus, they have the Vedas and the Buddhists have the sutras. And, you know, um, everybody has this text that they believe to be divinely inspired by God, that the masters and teachers that wrote these texts were were divinely inspired um, by God. But here's the thing. Whenever that happens, and I believe that we all have the ability to be inspired, mm-hmm. but because we are um, infallible beings, um, I would say that you're going to find fault. And I hope I'm saying that right, because I tend to mix up fallible and infallible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but my point is that we are not perfect beings and we are subject to making mistakes and that includes interpretation so you know we can all listen to the same scripture or we can listen to the same lecture we can look at the same painting we can watch the same movie and all of us could have different interpretations right mm-hmm. of the same thing that we all experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and so the people that decided to put religion into place we have to understand that they were merely humans just like we are and so why we decide to take their interpretation and make it canon or we take their interpretation and we want that to be law for ourselves is beyond me at this point you know (laughs) I don't think Mm -hmm. um, we, we tend to sacrifice our own experiences because we think that somebody that is renowned or uh, well-known, popular, um, that their words hold more value and more weight than our own experiences do. Well, we and trust so where we get the information from. We trust where we get the information from. And yes, a lot of times that comes through our parents, our upbringing. Usually if you are religious, for the most people, it is introduced to you at a young age. You grow up in it. Um, but you do have some group of people who turn to religion you know, later in life. Mm-hmm. But um, essentially, what we want to point out is that the goal for all of us, for all of humanity is the same, which is to remember our connection to divinity. Mm-hmm. And because divinity is so vast, um, it's almost inconceivable. Um it would make no sense for there to only be one particular way of Mm -hmm. connecting with that divinity. And if for anybody who grew up religious, you know that even within the Orthodox religions, there are differences. And so like for Abrahamic faiths, we have like these different 
denominations. It's like you have the Catholicism and then you have Methodist and you have, um, oh gosh, what else is there? Seven Day Adventist. You mm-hmm. have the non-denominational, which is a denomination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, AME, right. Baptist. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the list goes on. There's so many Lutheran, Protestant churches. Like, There's so much out there that all claim to um, get its information or the inspiration from this one Bible. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you even have different interpretations of that. You have the NIV, you have the ESV, you have the message Bible, you have mm-hmm. the amplified, like that list even goes on. So <laughs> we can see literally throughout history, how people will get a different interpretation and they feel like they don't, find their interpretation represented so they create it and then there's a suddenly a new version of the bible Mm -hmm. that has surfaced you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that's really interesting but the take that i like um in the hindu faith um they believe like there's there's four main paths to God mm-hmm. and they sometimes um sometimes I've seen it described as like the four yogas um I have uh-huh okay and so the first one is bhakti or bhakti yoga and that is the path of devotion I associate this one particularly like with the water element it reminds me a lot of the water element because it's you know if you connect with divinity or with God with like worship, like with mm-hmm. really, really strong emotions, um, you know, really through love. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're one of those people, like you think of God and you just start crying, you get emotionally overwhelmed, like that sort of experience, then I would say, you know, you're, you're following a bhakti yogic path. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is where your connection is very, it's an emotional connection you feel like you feel the presence of divinity when you're in that special space um so there's that path of love and devotion um then you have the karma path um which is the path of action or um sometimes i've seen it referenced as the path of selflessness And so these are people who like to be of service to others. Mm -hmm. And so they have this gift of serving. They're the ones that are always willing to help. They volunteer. Um, They are the do the right thing people. Um, And so because of that nurturing aspect, I would associate this one with like the earth element. It's very uh, grounding. It's the most earthly to the earth experience you know they of course have a connection with the divine but they experience the divine through their service to other people and they like the servitude of it mm-hmm. and then um the next one i'm not exactly sure if i'm pronouncing it right but i think it's the Gyana yogic path and it's spelled either g-n-a-n-a or sometimes it's spelled j in a n a this one is the path of knowledge or wisdom and so i associate this one with the air element and this is the path that i most resonate with and this is for people who experience god through reason and self-study um so these are the people who ask 
the wise. It's the philosophical path, the people that have a lot of questions. And so they have relationship with God or, or divinity through trying to understand the mind of God or the secrets of God. And um, yeah, that's definitely the one that I resonate most with. And then the last one is um, Raja Yoga, which is the path of discipline. Um, or sometimes I've seen it, the path of meditations and mantras. And these are people who believe um, in self-discipline and control. They are, um, and they believe a lot in their direct experiences, you know? So these aren't the people who are going to follow blindly um, to anything, but they are disciplined. They are energetic type people. This is that fire element of the four mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um <laughs> so i don't know so what do you think i like and the only reason i bring this up guys like i don't want you of course to feel like you have to follow hinduism um but i just felt like the hindu culture the fact that they have relating to relationship with god broken down in these four areas i feel like is really relatable for to represent the different styles and approaches that we may take when trying mm -hmm. to experience God. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I think you know, I do like the Buddhist approach, um, which is a little bit, you know, kind of similar uh, to Hindu Hinduism. Um, actually it's, it's basically pretty much the same. The only, um, of course, Hinduism was first. It's the one of the the largest um, religions out there. Um, but for me, I like I do like both. But as to answer your question, for me, that the um, <laughs> meditation mantra. Um, how, look, how do you pronounce that again? <laughs> the meditation mantra? Oh, yeah, the that one. Raja? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the um, Raja Yoga is, it does, it resonates with me a lot. Um, I think the most important thing to is what resonates with you. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be from one entity, as Jericho was saying. Mm -hmm. Um you can use, you can pull from different things as long as everything kind of uh, goes together. Yes. And um, so definitely for me, um, it's definitely the meditation. It's definitely that kind of spiritual connection. And just, I like the idea of wanting to hear spirit speak to me. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that's, I'm, I love the meditation part to get into a quiet place in order to hear. And, you know, when you're continuing to meditate, you don't have to necessarily get to that quiet place. You'll get to a place to where you are in a store mm -hmm. and you're able to quiet your mind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just getting to that place. I feel um, a oneness with meditation. Um, and so for me, that would be the one that that's most resonate with me from mm -hmm. the Hindu religion. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I can sense that like, 
it's so funny because I can see the four of these even play out like in the Christian church. And I love it because it helps you to be able to see yourself and to validate your approach to having relationship or experiences with God. And so like, um, even though the path of knowledge is definitely the one I resonate with the most. Mm-hmm. Second, I would say would be the bhakti yoga, which is the path of devotion. Because mm-hmm. when I would go to church, like <clears throat> the praise and worship would be really important, like really getting me in, the, in a place of worship and just mm-hmm. really getting the feels going. That part would be great. But the second best part for me was me being able to take good notes from a sermon. So like pastors that would get up there and just like hoop and holler and just be putting on a whole Emmy Awards show Mm -hmm. like that. (laughs) That wouldn't work for me. Mm -hmm. But when a, a pastor would get up there and would really be like teaching more so that used to be like the better parts for me. And so it's like, it's interesting because you can think like there's so many different reasons why people go to church and what they're looking to get when they get there. Mm-hmm. And so like for some people, the praise and worship is the best part. Those are the bhakti mm-hmm. people. And then for other people, it's the teaching part. You know, that's the jnana people. And mm-hmm. then you have the servitude. These are the people who want to be on the usher boards and they want to collect the, mm-hmm. you know, the um, the plates and, you know, they want to serve communion mm-hmm. and they're in about five different church groups, you know? <laughs> those, those are the karma people and mm-hmm. then you have the raja people the meditation mantra people are like the prayer warriors they're the ones that like get up there and really know how to be disciplined and you know they're the ones that's going to spearhead the daniel's fasts and and all of that like mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. so i say that to say guys like how you sure that, that how they're connected it's yeah it's in some sort of way they are you can see yourself represented and you do not have to go to church to have these experiences because i will say like when when starting on the spiritual journey, seeing a lot, a lot, a lot of information about meditation. And Toya, you took to it way better than I did. I am not a sit still, mm-hmm. quiet the mind sort of person. Mm-hmm. I have just never been able to do it. And for a long time, I felt like I must have been missing out on the ability to be enlightened in some kind of way because of that. Mm-hmm. But for me, like when I'm doing self-study, when I am into my philosophy, I'm researching mm-hmm. that feels like I get so many epiphanies and synchronicities. I feel mm-hmm. like those are the moments that I am communing with God the most mm-hmm. when I'm in those places. Or for some people, it could be going through going for a jog through the park. Mm-hmm. That could be your time. That's just as meditative, you know, right. or maybe you are a serving type of person. Maybe you you like to feed the hungry. Maybe in some you find yourself serving your community in some sort of way. That is also doing God's work. And mm-hmm. you can see the need for all diff- all four of these are needed within any community on a global scale or just locally. Mm-hmm. It's I definitely see the need for all of them. And it's like, can we get to a place where instead of judging how another person chooses to commune with God, can we appreciate the differences? Because 
all of it's needed at right. the end of the day. And right. And see, like with the um, Buddhist beliefs, you have in the um, Christian world, have your commandments and so in the buddha's really um beliefs you have morals morals or precepts that you you follow mm. which and so you have um f- you have five precepts and so one is refraining from taking a life what what is that that shall not, that kill. not kill right right so you have refrained from taking what's not given Thou should not steal. Right. <laughs> um, you refrain from um, refrain from wrong speech. Um, so that's so lying, right? Lying mm-hmm. or gossiping. Um, and then it says, and then you refrain from the misuse of the senses. Ooh. So basically, so then your senses is how you see in a person, and you're lusting for them. So. You shouldn't lust or, or or what what is it um that you shouldn't covet mm. covet um what is it you should thou shall not um covet covet that neighbor's covet wife. that neighbor's wife <laughs> yeah um so that's a sense like for you know you looking at a person in a lustful way it, that's considered committing adultery mm-hmm. it, even in 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 the Bible that's you can commit adultery with your eyes. And then you have the refrain from um, intoxicants and that clouds your mind. So mm-hmm. that's, of course, your drugs or anything like that. Anything that prevents you from thinking clearly. So it's the same concepts as the Christian religion. But if you wouldn't know that, if you didn't know that, then you just look down on the religion. And that's why we feel right. like our religion is superior to right. the next religion and the difference is too is that these are things or precepts that are recommended in order to live a peaceful <laughs> life but there's no hell that is the end result if you right. don't you know exactly. what i'm saying so it's like even if you do think of a heinous thing by having the self-discipline you refrain from acting those things out, not hurting your neighbor or not doing something to somebody else because essentially you're doing it to yourself too. Whereas with the Abrahamic faith, no, there's like this eternal conscious hell punishment that- to hell. Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's interesting. So let's talk about that for a minute. The fact that, Differing paths are not widely accepted amongst Orthodox religion. And and guys, we actually had someone tell us that we was going to hell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because of exactly what you're saying. But to me, there's reason and there's truth. And at the end of the, the day, if if the Bible says, Jesus says that we will do greater things and we are just as equal, you know, ye are the sons of God, then I don't understand why suddenly people don't believe that there's anybody or any group of people that are just as um, enlightened as as Christ. And, you know, so their teachings can be just as impactful as the teachings of Christ. But that dogmatic 
uh, energy that comes along with Orthodox religion is a part of what is essentially destroying humanity as a whole. And I mm-hmm. came across this article that was really good on um, churchandstate.org. And they were discussing, I'm sorry, guys, if y'all hear the fire truck going in the background, (laughs) but essentially in this article, they had like 11 reasons why religion is problematic or orthodox Mm -hmm. religion is problematic. And I thought it would be cool to discuss those. So like, number one was the assumption of truth. And of course we know we live in a world of absolutes and that's an issue, you know, is that, Mm -hmm. you know, most of these major religions all assume that their faith alone is the absolute truth. And Mm -hmm. anything conflicting with that is a problem, Mm -hmm. you know, and there is going to be hell to pay literally. You know, I don't even, I don't even, it doesn't even offend me when someone feels that way about their religion at this point. Cause I do understand. I used to feel the same way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've been there too. I've been Mm -hmm. there too. And when you are in it, that's all you can see. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not listening to reason because your faith and your beliefs are so strong that you can't even listen to reason. And then you ha- you're following a book that encourages you to not lean onto your own understanding anyway. So it's a catch right. 22. Like you, <laughs> even if you want it differently in the, within the religion, you're pretty much encouraged not to <laughs> you're, you're right it's like you're taught that it's okay if you don't understand because you're not going to understand everything mm-hmm. and you can't figure it all out like there's no way you're going to ever understand it all so just just kind of go with this yes because if it's in the bible then this is what it is this is definite it's a hundred percent facts yes. because it's written and so you sometimes you can be at a place unless something shifts in your life you probably aren't going to look outside. Mm-hmm. I recall us having those incidents. Remember when I would be like, well, if it says study to show ourselves approved, well, I'm studying, but I don't get it. It's not making sense. Mm-hmm. But I was only in the Bible for the most part mm-hmm. um, because it was taught that everything you need to know is in the Bible. This right. is life. The Bible is life. Basic instructions before leaving earth uh is what we were taught. (laughs) So, you know, that's, so I couldn't, so it it was becoming frustrating because it's like, wait, I'm studying, but this still ain't, it's not adding up to me. Mm -hmm. You know, if it resonates with someone else, then that's great. But for me, it just wasn't working. Yeah. Um, And I think that you have to be okay with that. the actual word of God versus it being like allegorical mm-hmm. in a lot of instances. Yeah, and you have to be okay with that. If it starts to not resonate with you to be able mm-hmm. to step out, to look at other, and that's other things, to put it together. It's very scary, but it's very um, free. Yes. I don't call it free because it's, it's refreshing. It's it not is. so, um, it is. you're not boxed in. Mm-hmm. And you guys can learn more about our experiences with that in the introduction episode where we kind of mm-hmm. go over our our spiritual journey. But I like the point that's made in the article in regards to the whole, the assumption of true thing. Mm-hmm. And they say, for instance, the majority of Christians would agree that the idea of Muhammad writing 
a flying horse into the heavens is an impossible fairy tale, while simultaneously they are unable to see how their own story of a talking snake or a man living inside a fish for three days is also impossible. Mm. We know horses can't fly. They are not airborne animals. They are land animals. We also know that snakes can't speak. They lack vocal cords to produce sounds necessary for speech. We also know that the digestive mechanisms of the fish would make it impossible for a man to actually live, let alone breathe, inside of a fish for three days. Now, the stories, some of them with deep and purposeful meanings, um, may not be understood on the surface level, and they may need to be interpreted for a more beneficial use. But to assume that they are true rather than allegorical is where we go wrong. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a good point to that bring up good. because, you know, Christianity definitely has a way of trying to talk a lot of smack about other religions while not looking, you know, it's like that whole plank and speck situation. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> you like will really talk about witchcraft and rituals and how those things mm. are bad but you don't notice the rituals that you do when you mm-hmm. literally drink mm-hmm. the blood and eat of the flesh of a person that used to be and that that um sympathetic right that you are doing in the act of that ritual on first sunday of every month you know what i'm saying right <laughs> like, and it's like it's okay to do it it's just not okay when you're looking, judging others mm-hmm. or condemning other people based off of their religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. That's what is not okay, especially when, especially to me, but it's like you said, I'm going to say, especially to me when you're doing something similar, but like you said, you don't see it when you're actually in it doing it. You don't realize that that's a ritual too. Mm-hmm. That you're doing, or you're you're conjuring up a spirit as well, mm-hmm. you know. But it's it's almost like, well, this part is written right here, so I can do it. Like I'm safe to do it. But then if you say, well, there's, you know, there's um, dark magic, and you know, there's magic in the light, then it's like, nope, magic is magic and it's all bad. You shouldn't do it. So Mm -hmm. it's like, there's no, there's no room when you, when you're of the the Christian faith, the believers don't give room, shall I say. Right. They don't Mm -hmm. give room for, for another person um, to even have a different view or different idea Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. about religion. Um, or spirituality right exactly um the second issue this article claims uh that is wrong with religion is the promise of a reward so we know for the christians you're promised a place of infinite peace and comfort which they call heaven for the islamic person they're promised uh or at least for the guy is promised virgins after death i don't know what the women are promised uh, for Hindus, you escape, um, you, well, you attain moksha, so you no longer have to do the reincarnation cycle. And then for the Buddhists, you reach nirvana. And I, they go on to say how the issue with this is that, or the reason why it works is because 
with humans, we tend to do everything because we know that there's some sort of benefit that we're going to get out of it. So a lot Mm -hmm. of the times there's nothing that we want to do without some sort of reward at the end of it. However, the article poses the question about have we considered if the rewards are real? Are they Mm. or are they just human conceived? And so they go on to stress the fact that religion keeps people bonded to beliefs that could actually hinder their human progress rather than helping to um, that's conductive or conducive, I'm sorry, to our growth. And so mm-hmm. it, it, they say that it prevents individuals from progressing beyond antiquated thinking. Only they cannot see the problem because no matter what personal sacrifice is made in this life, there is a reward in the end, even if they can't see the reward until the life they have now is gone. So hmm. it's putting like all of your efforts. And I think we've talked about this before, like, putting all of your efforts and energy into the next life. You know, you're, mm-hmm. only, you're only living for uh, a promise that has but been then, told to you. And then suppose I was, suppose you've done it the last time and you don't even remember. Mm-hmm. So how, how good of an experience was that? If you don't remember. Yeah. Or if there's no one that can really tell you about that place. Mm-hmm. You know, there is no proof of the neither place. However, when you're walking on this earth, you pretty much there is pretty much proof of where your state of mind is, where mm-hmm. your state of being is mm-hmm. daily. Um, and so then it'll make sense when some if someone says we die daily. Yeah. You know, if we if it's stated from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess from from. Uh, a Christian perspective, dying daily is, I guess, dying to your flesh's desires. Mm-hmm. Um, submitting to that higher submitting power. Submitting to that. Yes, but then even after you submit that day, then tomorrow starts a new day. But is there no, no peace, no enlightenment? It's like almost like a constant suffering. Mm-hmm. That's what I take from it, and that's what I I um I like about the Buddhists is they identify the suffering, but they also mm-hmm. identify, okay, we got to get out of this suffering. So do these things so that you can be enlightened, so that you can experience yes. heaven on earth. Heaven on earth. And yeah, that's the thing about some of the, some of the Eastern religions that is different, is that the promises that they promise are actually mentally and spiritually attainable in this life. You can get to a place of peace mentally. Um, however, to be promised a place where there is only love, you'll never have a day of hunger. There is no poor. There is no, you know, mm-hmm. th- there's no crime like that. You're not going to get in this physical experience unless you are completely disconnected from society. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is something that I do like about um, some of the Eastern religions is that they they're able to make. Uh, those ideas, those promises more attainable and practical. And see, they're obtainable and they're practical in, in getting it now because it goes along to me with creating. Mm-hmm. You're creating this. How do you want? It's like uh, my son, you know, when he was trying to choose a career, my question to him was, okay, so 
what how do you what does your life look like in the next five years how do you want it to look yes what's comfortable for you like you know it all depends oh should I work here or should I work there I think I want to apply there Mm -hmm. well what type of lifestyle do you want to have you know are you trying to find employment that is conducive to your lifestyle mm-hmm. or what, it, what are we doing? And those are the questions that those questions you ask yourself, it will ultimately lead to a happy ending. Even if you're not making a whole, whole lot of money, but you're loving what you're doing and your lifestyle doesn't require it. You are already happy. <laughs> Correct. You're, you're, you're already in this state of being where nothing, you're just happy with life. You just love the life you're creating. Yep. Yep. And I love the opportunity to create. Okay. So point three in the article talks about the superiority, uh, superiority complex. So they explain that religion enables people to act callously and to inflict mental punishment on those they label evil without consequence to their hatred and then permits them to honestly believe that their hatred is defensible as a good moral conduct. <laughs> and that's interesting because basically they get to hate others under the name of God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you get to belittle others. You kind of use your superiority as God's chosen ones mm-hmm. to kind of be tyrannical mm-hmm. to, to other people. And I'm not saying that all Christians do that, but right. mm-hmm. a lot of times that is what it is. There's this con uh, condemning and, um, Oh, what's the other word I want to use? I guess I'll go with condemning for now. But yeah, there's there tends to be kind of like this condemning experience that you can get from those people as soon it as it seems to lack love. Right. It's it, at least it's not a conditional love. I mean, uh, unconditional. It is conditional. Right. It's very conditional mm-hmm. in the sense that as long as you're doing this right here, we're good. And the mm-hmm. interesting part is some of the mental punishment that they like to inflict on people outside of their organization, they don't seem to do on the ones inside, the ones that are sexual misconduct or, mm-hmm. you know, like, or mismanaging money or stealing mm-hmm. from the church. Like, they are very good at keeping the skeletons in the closet Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but then have so much to say about other religions that that are simply damned because they were brought up in a different culture and therefore introduced to a different religion and the the interesting part about that and i i had seen somebody i want to say his name was sam somebody but he was on youtube and he talked about this part um saying that it's interesting how you could have a person who could be abducting, raping and killing people or, or uh, young children or something like that. And as long as he prays to repent before (laughs) his dying day, he will be saved. Yet Uh the one that was abducted because they were born from another country or they don't know the white Jesus, you know, they were, 
you know, of a Hindu faith or maybe a Buddhist faith or just mm-hmm. somewhere else that isn't, you know, like the, your your mainstream Christianity, it, because they may have died, you know, during that rape or that killing, because they died and they did not take Jesus as their Lord and Savior, they, mm-hmm. by definition, would be mm-hmm. Bound to hell, right? I mean, <laughs> but the murderer and the rapist, this colonizer, uh, because they repented, mm-hmm. they they're gonna be sitting on the right hand of <laughs> but listen, here's the thing, even with the repentance, that depends on if the people forgive you, not even God. Because the people still judge to decide whether they can forgive your quote unquote sin or not. They, you know, that's judged rather Mm -hmm. they, you know, it may not be justifiable enough for them as to why you've done it. So that that takes away that that's why that good and bad is subjective because Mm -hmm. it's good today. But you may very well operate that same way next week if you're in the situation. Oh, yeah. And it's judged so harsh. And I think that's the main thing that kind of probably turns people off. It's judged so harsh. Mm-hmm. but the shoe could just be on the other foot in two weeks mm-hmm. and then your understanding will be different. Or even if it's a family it, member, right? when it's at your door, your response is different, but you don't have that for the next person when it's not at your door. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you can't do nothing wrong or what's considered wrong. You can't. Mm-hmm. And so if, if you do, then, then you're, you're damn the hell like you said um, yeah I found the one that I found interesting was with the um with the Islam faith and you know them being able to have more than one wife and the polygamy <laughs> right they can have more than one wife but you know in Christianity that's like a huge no because mm-hmm. you know you're committing adultery but then mm-hmm. I'm like but, well, it wasn't like, always because in the Old right. Testament, you could do that. Right. See, and that's, that, there goes that thing. The Old Testament, you could do it. Mm-hmm. David David did it. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. the New Testament, they and can't, he was you can't do it. God's own heart. God loved David. Right. So David <laughs> gets a pass. David gets a pass. Well, you, well, we get a pass now. You would get a pass now because of Jesus. Oh Lord! Right? Yeah. So now you now you confused because that's that's why I be confused. So to what you were saying, so then that means that okay, we don't agree with you, you know, being the pastor, having a girlfriend and a wife and all of this stuff. But because you can repent before you die, then it's all good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But. The Muslim don't get that opportunity to repent because they don't have the same faith, right? So they just automatically done for it, right? Apparently, do you see what I'm saying? So you can you be, see how I it's mean, like so conscious. It, it contradicts so much, though. It, it does. It does, and 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 it really leads back to realizing that as much as Orthodox religion would like to say that it's based on morality, it's not. Mm-mm. Because when you go to the text, the text doesn't support that. And with the example that I gave, so you can have this rapist and murderer running rampant doing what he does. But then when they repent, they're they're good. 
but then you could have a person who lived a beautiful life, served their community, you know, just just good, loving people. But just because they don't follow your particular path to God, then they're just going to burn in hell forever. Like, so it, mm-hmm. it, it, it's not. And that's how you know that that's man-made, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I don't say that to offend anybody or step on any toes, but you you this does not you know that sort of law does not seem to come from a loving god and you know to even say that people will say oh where you're missing context or you know you don't comprehend or understand or know all the mysteries of god and so you don't understand god's decision making (laughs) um (laughs) when you're in it that is exactly what you're supposed to believe and that is exactly what you're supposed to say and when you have (laughs) cognitive dissonance you are going to refute anything that goes against your programming that Mm -hmm. is why education and and indoctrination is such a big deal is because they want to get control of your mind before you are aware that you can even control your mind and so Mm -hmm. it's a lot harder to undo those things than it is to have learned them in the first place. But, you know, my thing is to let it sit with you and see how things resonate. But moving on. So the article also discusses how uh, religion creates division and it segregates people. You know, you've got the believers on one side, you've got the non-believers. And that kind of makes unity and peace nearly impossible as long as you have an authoritative um voice such as orthodox religions that by their inherent nature divides people and judges people you're there's no way that we'll be able to live harmoniously Um, because if you're not judging them with your actions and verbally, you're doing it mentally. And so it's still going to affect how you're treating other people, um, at the end of the day. Um, it talks about how the, there is an illusion of love in the Bible. And it says the problem here is that many of our most revered religious texts have hundreds of verses where the deity of the story literally instructs people to abduct and rape young girls whose family members they have just murdered, kill disobedient children, kill disobedient women, commit genocide and infanticide, subdue and silence women, commit incest, oppress mass communities, force marriage on rape victims, torture people, enslave people and loot and pillage entire societies all by the instruction of or in the name of their god and the bigger problem is it's one thing that these words are written but it is a terrifying thought that many people in this world actually actually excuse this behavior simply because a god they worship did it or authorized it they rationalize that this behavior is acceptable if an all-knowing being approves it or that their God was punishing sinful people who did not agree with the same teachings that they follow. Mm. So it, it just does not. And, and all of those things that they listed in this article can be found, you know, mm-hmm. um, in mm-hmm. the Bible. And it just does not 
sound like it comes from a place of love. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if, if any of the listeners, if any of you guys um, did grow up with the Bible, if y'all remember that one story, um, oh my gosh, who was it? Not Jonah. Um, oh my gosh, the prophet that was getting made fun of because he was bald and God sent a bear to come and maul those kids. So Elijah? <laughs> it might have been Elijah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not funny, but... <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, guys, come on. Like, if this was happening today and you just got prophets simply for the fact that, that kids... Okay, this Elijah's a grown man. You got kids, and we know how kids are, okay? They gonna pick, and they gonna laugh and make fun of stuff that they think is funny, okay? So these kids are laughing at the fact that he's bald. And yeah, Elisha, Elijah, Elisha, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, and so you pray to God, because your feelings hurt, and God sends a bear to maul <laughs> these <laughs> it's all It's all to me. It's all a um it's just all discipline. It's just teaching you how to behave with which what's preferred and not preferred for you to do and it's and it's teaching you from a mm-hmm. if you don't do this, it's gonna happen to you or you're going to suffer. It's like it's no different than you you're putting your child under punishment or you're telling your child if you don't do this in school today, then you're going to be under punishment or you're going to have whatever consequence you give the child. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. It's just teaching you how to behave. <laughs> mm-hmm. Teach, this, is, this is, this is my rules. These are the rules of the world. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. If you do this, then you're going to go to hell or you're going to do. And so the consequence has to be in order for you to try to not do it. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> oh my gosh. So again, with the um I know I mentioned earlier, it talked about um uh separation, creating separation. The article also mentions justification for inequality. And again, that goes back to discriminating, separating people, stating that, you know, you've got this chosen group of people over the next. Um, It also mentions the subjugation of advancement Um, says here, we are moving towards a time where we no longer need to base our ideas on things that we cannot see or explain. We can explain much more than ever. And our ability to explain our world is expanding rapidly. We have a plethora of information available to us today, information that enables us to become aware of the origins of our religions the origins and functionings of our planet and the universe. We understand how weather works and that it is not simply the anger of our God being poured upon us as our early ancestors believed. We can interpret weather patterns, send people into space and predict future atmospheric, economic, planetary and biological disruptions and much more. But unfortunately, religion has never been much of a friend to human knowledge and advancement. 
Even now, we are plagued by leaders who seek to oppress our access to and progression of our knowledge. And religion is known for insisting that it is not humankind's place to understand things, to seek knowledge of our world. In fact, it makes seeking that understanding wrong, and it's not difficult to find followers who will even quote text supporting why we should not explore our world, ask questions, and look for answers. And that right there is a part of why, you know, you see scriptures like lean not into your own understanding, definitely not encouraged to ask the why. And see, that's where I got tripped. That's when Uh my spiritual awakening was activated because (laughs) if y'all have listened to the introduction episode, you know, the topic of discussion that Toya and I had that kind of cracked open, (laughs) that gave us our, um, our golden Buddha moment. (laughs) Uh (laughs) And is that like not being able to ask questions or do things in a different way and having this fear around exploring the answers to the questions that you have Uh Uh and not being able to do that. Like, Oh gosh. And of course, the thing (laughs) is, when you're looking for answers, you can discover truth. And that is why, seeking those answers is not encouraged because Mm -hmm. you know whether people like to believe it or not religion is most definitely a political thing that is used to control people Mm -hmm. and to continue to create diversity because we know that we're stronger when we stand together but religion is divisive Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um the article also mentions the fear of the end times being a problem. And I think that just goes back to living for another life instead of enjoying the life that you're in right now and using that fear to control people. Like, oh, the world is going to end. You better do what you're supposed to do, do what we say, blah, blah, blah. But there's been millennia after millennia where people Uh have thought that the end of the world, a literal end of the world, was happening and <laughs> my problem that was one that now you know that was a big deal for me mm-hmm. death was a big deal for me because yeah I didn't understand if you were going to such a great place why nobody want to leave mm-hmm. I couldn't understand that whole and and then I didn't understand so if you're supposed to rejoice when someone died but you're supposed if you're going to be sad and cry you cry when they're born mm-hmm how does that all go together? <laughs> so it's kind of <laughs> sort of like, okay, so you can read this part and you can be a stickler here, mm-hmm. but when your family member, your loved one die, you like lose it. Now I, I understand you, you know, if that's whatever emotion you have, mm-hmm. but if you're, or your family member could be sick or, you know, terminally ill, but you want them here forever. Mm-hmm. Or, or they they themselves may not even be ready to go. But I I guess for me, if you've been suffering so long and you have this beautiful place to go to, why not be ready to go? Yeah. I don't I don't understand that part. And then I guess they had that idea too. So that's why they said you you shouldn't commit suicide. Cause then maybe some people would be like, Oh, I gotta get out of here. I wanna go to heaven. <laughs> so I guess that's when they threw in the don't commit suicide, you know? Yeah. 
because everybody be trying to kill themselves. But yeah. when when you can when you've been going to church or whether you went to church or not, just been taught certain things growing up, raised a certain way, have a certain belief system. Even if you come into that belief system as an adult, if you've been raised and you see your family with that same belief system, mm-hmm. or even a set of friends that you may have, and you fall into that belief system, it, mm-hmm. it, unless you are willing to open yourself up um, for something different, you will believe everything that's said, even if it's not making sense. You'll figure out how to make it make sense for yourself. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely think what I found with meditation is my own relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think that that would be beneficial to everyone if they try to cultivate their own individual relationship with God themselves and get to a place to hear God and then that way they can make decisions on what direction they want to go in to learn more about God. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you just have to go with what feels good. Go with what truly resonates with you. You know, and if you're coming from um, organized religion you don't have to relinquish every single thing, you know, that you have learned to enjoy or love about when you spend your intimate time with divinity. You know, I, Toya and I still pray, you know, we, ha- we believe in prayer. Um, we believe in that higher power. We just believe that you don't have to have this one way and that you have to follow specific religious texts literally in order to attain that relationship. I think that the Bible does have a lot of great allegorical stories and Mm -hmm. metaphors that can be used to better understand the human experience. Um, And I believe that to be true about the sutras and Vedas and other religious texts as well. But we have to understand that there's a little bit of truth Um, that can be found in all of them Mm -hmm. and that you know that Christ consciousness we all have the ability to tap into you do have the right to make it your own and the minute that you start to belittle or condemn or hate your fellow man or your fellow woman simply based off of the beliefs that they have you have to check yourself Mm -hmm. because this journey to relationship with divinity is too intimate and too personal and there are as many paths to god as there are people Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. we're all different so think about how many billions of people are on this planet right now that is how many paths there are to divinity and every Mm -hmm. time someone is born a new path is established Mm -hmm. it's like a fingerprint none of ours will look the same. And we have to begin to be respectful of that. Mm-hmm. And when you really do start to explore and look into other faiths, eat the meat and spit out the bones. You don't have to accept everything that you read, but mm-hmm. it's great to know that there are options. And maybe the way that, you know, uh, Christianity could be wording something one way, but then 
Taoism could word the same thing. It could be the same meaning, but word it differently or it comes mm -hmm. from a different approach. And then you get the message. Right. Um, so we have to begin to realize that even the texts that we consider sacred or holy are not the end all be all on everything. They simply come from people who have dedicated the time to developing the relationship and has written about it because they feel as though they've had an enlightening experience with God and they want to show others how to do it as well. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to just be honest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when you read about other d different religions, it just make it just be so plain to me and it just makes so much sense. It's very <laughs> um oh, okay, that makes sense. I understand mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. It just seems like it goes and even when you cross reference it with another religion, it's like that oh that fit in right there, that fit in right there, that that fit in right there. Mm-hmm. That would be honest. For me, when I think back to those days of me, you know. Um, being Christian it wasn't that simple to me guys it for me there was too much op of my own interpretation it was I can take this scripture scripture today and it means this today mm -hmm. someone can preach it tomorrow and it means something different to them tomorrow and then next week somebody gave that same scripture and I found that people to justify their situation. Yep. There wasn't using it as a building block. Mm -hmm. As a, as a road to to any form of enlightenment or or being this I guess saved Christian, sanctified Christian or whatever you would call it. That that wasn't the purpose of it though. The purpose is, oh, I may have messed up. So let me find this scripture to kind of justify and make my mess up okay. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's where we got the not being perfect part from. You know, mm -hmm. um, there's, you know, only God is perfect. Yeah. But, but God is in all of us. Exactly. Having an experience. Exactly. So even, even regardless of what religion you are, it's still an experience that God is having. Mm -hmm. but how far you decide to go with it and how how far you you decide to raise your raise your vibrations in this lifetime is up to you yeah because the tools are there it's there for you to go out and seek and and when you become in relationship with God yeah. then i think that those doors and the direction that you should take will open because everything's not going to resonate with you. Like, just like Jericho was saying about meditating, it just wasn't her thing, mm -hmm. but she'll pull out a tarot card for you in a heartbeat. Oh she, yeah. You know, that's, <laughs> that's her oh, connection yeah. with spirit. That's her way of communicating with spirit and, and being able to hear from spirit. So there are a lot of different ways that you can, like, as she said, that you can get away I mean, there's a lot of different ways that you can be in relationship with spirit. I just noticed that with other religions that everything seems to be a little bit more uniformed and there's not a lot of questions and there's not, I don't find where there's contradiction mm -hmm. and confusion. I don't find the confusion. 
Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. And, you know, for those of you that do follow Orthodox religions or organized religions um, and it's working for you, great. Yeah. My only issue is when your religion requires you to hate or cause harm (coughs) to other people. That is when it is an issue. Mm -hmm. But other than you know, do what works for you. And yeah, right. I, I have a few ways of divining. If I'm not, um, um, if I'm not reading, I do a lot of study and research and reading and I get, I, I have conversations with God when I'm doing that. I get a lot of epiphanies. I feel like I'm drawn to the exact text that I need to read to know mm-hmm. what I need to know. Um, but um, sometimes I don't want to wait for that to come to me. Sometimes if I want to be the one initiating the conversation, then yeah, I will use um, tarot or I might use Oracle um, or the I Ching or something like that. And it is through the creators of those decks and systems that help to interpret a message that I feel is inspired um, through me, you know, Mm -hmm. by God. So Mm -hmm. There are so many ways that you can do it. And if you um, are a little bit leery about divination, I do have a video about divination on my YouTube channel that I will link um, in the description because that would be like a whole nother hour (laughs) to, (laughs) to go into the fact that, yes, the Bible does approve of divination and you know and I also you guys know I do astrology which is also a form of divination and at the end of the day guys there are tools and it's not about the tool itself it's about the intent of the person using the tool okay fire Mm -hmm. can be used in your fireplace to warm your home or it can burn down an entire forest and you can be burnt to a crisp by it it doesn't Mm -hmm. make fire evil Okay, so everything has its uses and purposes. You just have to know how you want to use certain tools and what you want to do with them. You know, Mm -hmm. if you, you know, guns can be used to kill and murder people unjustly, or it could be used in self-defense or to kill some wild game for you to eat for dinner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It just all depends on intention. So don't let people deter you from finding unique and creative ways to divine with God. Again, if you are not inflicting harm on anybody or hatred towards anybody, then it should feel good to you and it should sit well with you. But if you Mm -hmm. are new and beginning at this, don't feel like you can't explore because that fear is there. All I did was pray my way through it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just asked for God's protection and protection of the archangels while I was journeying through spirituality so that I, you know, wouldn't come across something that just wasn't good for me. And I didn't. Or or, or if I did come across some weird or eerie information, I just was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's not for me. That's not a rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go down. And then you don't. So you Mm -hmm. can have boundaries and take it one step at a time. Don't feel like you got to dive head first into something that you're uncomfortable with. You know, it's this it's a process and it's a journey. And whatever is meant for you will be based on however much you allow. If you don't allow yourself to go there, you just won't experience certain (coughs) things when it comes to faith Mm -hmm. and spirituality. 
So that's my two cents. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This was a long episode, guys. I'm, I'm sorry. We try to keep it under an hour. But this is such a vast topic, and I really wanted to throw some things in there, too, that would be thought-provoking, that would kind of get your wheels churning a little bit to have you to question your own faith or maybe to reevaluate where you stand when it comes to paths to God. Or maybe even if it's just to question how you treat other people who worship differently from you or who mm -hmm. divine differently from you and being okay with that you don't know their relationship with that higher power right you mm -hmm. only know yours and you only know from your perspective and your perspective is a programming that consists of your upbringing and anything that you have been indoctrinated with so mm -hmm. don't think that because you're thinking that you're always thinking consciously and on your own merit you're not the thoughts mm -hmm. that come into your mind also come from the programming that you currently have installed in your in your mind mm -hmm. or in your system. So right. mm -hmm. make sure to take that into consideration. Um, any last words, Toya? No, I think that's it. That was pretty good. Like you said, it's nothing against any anybody's religion that they they choose to have. Um like you said, it's just when you look at other people's religion and you pretty much belittle them for yeah. their beliefs. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and you guys, we pick on Christianity because we were Christians. OK, so it's not like we're speaking from an ignorant place. We've we had our, our own relationships with that sort of faith and it just didn't work for us. So a lot of times when we do speak on topics like this, you're going to hear us speak uh mostly from that Christian perspective when it when it comes to our experience. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So I just want to throw that out there too. But what are you guys' thoughts? We'd love to hear from you. We are on Instagram at um, beyond underscore your underscore beliefs. And you can shoot us an email at gobeyondyourbeliefs at gmail.com. And that's it, y'all. We will see you in the next episode. Later. Bye. Bye.